You're listening to the podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness from LVSportsNetwork.com, brought to you by Porta Subs. It's Unnecessary Roughness, presented by the Jewelers of Las Vegas. Takes the snap. It's a run to Jacobs, trying to left side. First through a low 40, 45, 50. Down the near side, 40. And a stiff arm. They're not going to catch him. Jacobs in the 10, 5, touchdown Raiders. Josh Jacobs pushed through the hole and sprinted 63 yards for his longest play of the season. This is Unnecessary Roughness. Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Here's your boy Q. Q. And here we go, Raider Nation, back at it for the next three hours. Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. You heard that big Josh Jacobs run. That was, uh, man, a super big highlight from the last game that the Raiders played. Week 12 action versus the Kansas City Chiefs, 63 yards into the house. Fantastic run from J.J. And uh, hoping that we see a lot more of that coming up on Sunday as uh, the Raiders host the Minnesota Vikings getting back in action Week 14. Again, it is Unnecessary Roughness, Radio Nation Radio 920, coming off the heels of the JT The Brick Show. A fantastic job, as always. And I'll tell you right now, we have a big monster show lined up for you. Excited about the opportunity to be with you, as we are each and every day that we have an opportunity to uh, share the airwaves and share a conversation, whether it's about the Raiders or others. As uh, we all know, on Wednesday's show, it was definitely much more about other as opposed to about the Raiders. But uh, we are ready to rock and roll on this day. And uh, Keep the party rolling around here on Unnecessary Roughness. we got winning on the way and got a lot of really good conversations on the way as well. As a matter of fact, at 2.15, Vinny Bonsignor from the Morning Tailgate here on Raider Nation Radio 920. He's over at the Intermountain Health Performance Center right now checking out Raiders practice. He's going to be going into the locker room at 2.30, so he's going to join us at 2.15, kind of give us a preview of what he'll be looking for or who he'll be looking for, looking to talk to uh, in the locker room and just get the thoughts on Max Crosby. Is there a chance that he plays or doesn't play? This uh, Sunday, Colton Miller, is there a chance that he plays or doesn't play this Sunday? Two guys that did not practice on uh, on Wednesday, so we'll see if they uh, participated in practice today. What's the thoughts uh, from Vinny on them? Uh, not to mention uh, everyone else getting back to action as well for the Silver and Black coming up at Allegiant Stadium on Sunday. So Vinny will join us as does each and every Thursday. Usually we change the times depending on uh, whatever time the locker room action is or any type of media availability. So since the locker room is at 2.30, Vinny will join us at 2.15. 3 o'clock, Trey Wingo from the 33rdteam.com, also part of Chasing It with Chase Daniel. The, the podcast show does a fantastic job with that. He's got about 5,000 jobs. He, he makes me look and say, man, you got a lot of jobs, and I'm a dude with a lot of jobs, but he does a great job uh, talking all things NFL, so he'll join us at 3 o'clock. And it's funny, around the end of November, he had put out a tweet about the top five kickers in the league, the most accurate five kickers, uh, not only in the league right now, but basically uh, of the last, whatever, 20 years or so, uh, whatever the case may be. Let's see who it was. Again, I have the tweet right here, but it came out at the end of November. Um, yeah, it was, uh, let's see, Young Ho Koo, Justin Tucker, Harrison Butker, Daniel Carlson, Chris Boswell, then Josh Lambeau, Matt Gay, Mike Vanderjack, Robbie Gold. So guys like that, right? I mean, just a lot of, a lot of kickers, top 10 most accurate kickers right there. But you see Daniel Carlson's there at number four. And it's something that I've been thinking about for a while that I remember as a young dude what the kicking situation was like. And you knew who the really good kickers were and you knew how far they can kick. But it seems like over the last, I'll say, maybe 10 years, seems like the strength of these, these kickers are more. They can, they can kick it more accurately from far away. 
Like what used to be a long kick, like 40 yards. Now it's like, okay, maybe it's 55. It's a really long kick. Like we expect the kick to go through now, you know, 50 yards. Like, it, and that's not an easy kick, but to us now it's like, oh, yeah, go ahead and make that. And, and we're really spoiled because we have Daniel Carlson here uh, kicking for the silver and black. And so we see him and his consistency. And when he misses a kick, it's like, what? He missed? It's a super surprise. And now there's other teams, like the Chargers, who they miss a kick. Uh, we're like, yep, that's expected because, well, they always seem to have a really bad field goal kicker. But I wanted to just ask him real briefly about that tweet that he sent out just to realize that the most accurate kickers right now are all current kickers right now, like not guys that are retired like some of the names that I rattled off. So we'll get into that, but then we'll really deep dive into all things NFL. And I got to ask him about this situation going on in Buffalo. I was just spending like the last, I don't know, 10 minutes before the show started uh, talking with the wife about this situation. Um, Ty- Tyler Dunn, uh, who I've had on, not this show, but I've had on other radio shows before. Uh, he used to work for Bleacher Report. Now he's kind of a part of a different website now that he writes for. He's a, he's a really good writer. He's got some, some stuff out. He's talking about Sean McDermott and the Buffalo Bills. And it seems like it's really old and dated stuff, like back to 2019. So I'm kind of confused. But all of a sudden, it's a big thing. And, uh, I mean, I know everyone's not on social media, but I'm looking at Twitter, and I'm seeing Adam Schefter retweet it, and they're talking about, uh, you know, different comments that he made and how they were inappropriate. And it's like 2019. So I'm wondering why it's coming up in 2023, except for the fact that they're 6-6. Six and six. And is there a chance that maybe he could be on the way out? And I've mentioned him as a guy that I wouldn't be super shocked to see him if the Bills don't make a run, which I kind of don't think they're going to make a run. Uh, if they don't, then he could be on the out on Black Monday. If this situation or whatever happened in 2019 is popping up now to kind of be more reason, or maybe it's an excuse, right, reason or excuse, more reason to move on from Sean McDermott. So I got to ask Trey, and I don't know how much he's been paying attention to, but I promise you over the last 10 minutes I kept asking the wife, like, what am I missing? This is something for 2019, and it's like he opened his press conference talking about uh, the situation back in 2019, and it was some comments that he made about 9-11 that weren't great at all. I mean, they, they definitely weren't good comments, but it's just it seems like it's a situation that probably would have taken place and, and, and handled, I don't know, back in 2019 as opposed to 2023. But, again, maybe I'm wrong. So we'll ask Trey Wingo about that as well as we scatter, shoot, and talk all things NFL. Again, with Trey Wingo from the 33rdteamcom coming up at 3 o'clock. Lincoln Kennedy, former Raider offensive lineman, joins us every Tuesday and Thursday. So we'll talk to him about the game coming up on Sunday, the Minnesota Vikings, and how an offensive line really deals with a team and a defense that likes to blitz. And that's what the Vikings do. They blitz, they blitz, they blitz some more. So we'll talk to him about that, how they could deal with that, how Aiden O'Connell could try to handle that, what Bo Hardegree, the interim offensive coordinator, could do to try to uh, you know, minimize the, the blitz of the Minnesota Vikings and try to keep Daniil Hunter away from Aiden O'Connell. How can the Raiders combat the fact that the, uh, the Vikings are really blitzing a lot? And, you know, Brian Flores, I've done a lot of research on what he's doing defensively, and uh, I know Vinny, and we could probably ask him coming up in a few minutes. I know Vinny knows as well from watching the Vikings and Lindsey Brown as well watching the Vikings. She's a Vikings fan, probably has a pretty good idea. But Brian Flores has done some, I don't want to say unconventional things defensively with the Vikings, but it's kind of unconventional. And even to the point where he learned some stuff from uh, the Pitt head coach, Pat Narduzzi. And I'm talking about Pitt College, right, because he was in Pittsburgh with the Steelers, and they share the same stadium. So I feel like he watched a lot of their practices and picked up some some elements of that. So uh, we'll ask Vinny about that, but we'll also ask Lincoln Kennedy, like what the Raiders offensively have to do to be able to, you know, have a chess match basically with the Minnesota Vikings and what Brian Flores wants to do 
defensively. That's at 3.30. Uh, Lincoln Kennedy, he joins us each Tuesday and Thursday. Then at 4 o'clock, Faven Kay from Fox 5 News, she'll join the show. Uh, just kind of give us a, a recap. And She was somebody that was, uh, you know, boots on the ground all day yesterday. Uh, she does the morning show on Fox 5 News, and uh, I know for a fact that she was at the station all day day yesterday uh helping give out updates social media updates uh broadcast updates and of course fox 5 news is what we used here on the show to continue to to hear what was going on with students to hear what was going on with parents just to kind of keep us abreast of what was going on with the situation at unlv so she does news that's what she does i do sports so more times than not, we can yell and scream and fight and argue here. And at the end of the day, we, we, you know, hey, I just don't like Ari. Ari don't like me. Cool. We're good. But she's got to deal with real deal stuff on the daily. And so just kind of, one, want to give her and Fox 5 really some props for uh, the, the coverage that they had and how they helped provide us with the, the coverage that we needed to do as well so we can stay up to date with everything that's going on in the community and keep everyone else up to date with what's going on in the community. And then just ask her about the preparation for that. She's a, a, a diehard Raider fan, a season ticket holder. She's normally at each and every game, so you know we could dip into some Raiders with her. And also, uh, she had passed along a note and a, and a little bit of – uh, a video of LeBron James talking about bringing his team, and not the Lakers, but bringing his team to uh, to Vegas as far as him wanting to be an NBA owner. He's talked about it for quite a while, and he's part of a big a big crew that can do that, right? I mean, nobody does it by themselves. Like the Josh Harris group, that's what Magic Johnson's a part of is part ownership in Washington with the commanders. So he obviously is going to have uh, a group that he'd be a part of. But LeBron really wants to own a team here in Las Vegas, and he made some comments about it yesterday, and she actually passed that along. So you'll hear those comments from LeBron in just a little bit. Matter of fact, all right, do we have those loaded up right now? Do we have those? Do you have those available for us or no? We'll get that corrected by 4 o'clock when Faven joins the show. But I say that to tell you, she will join the show coming up at 4 o'clock. We'll talk about everything that happened at UNLV, and then we'll dip into some uh, you know, some NBA coming to Vegas as well as the in-season tournaments going on, uh, the semifinals, getting ready to tip off in a few minutes between the Bucks and the Pacers. And then also at 4.30, Luke Braun, host of Locked On Vikings. I actually had an opportunity to catch up with him just last night and this morning for the crossover edition we do on the Locked On Podcast Network. He'll join the show to give us another little preview of the Minnesota Vikings. I know we had Matt Collar on yesterday to talk all things Vikings. As a matter of fact, the morning tailgate had him on this morning as well, uh, so that's cool. But we didn't really get to deep dive into the Vikings because of everything going on, so we were kind of in and out of sports and what was going on here in Vegas. So uh, we'll talk to Luke Braun coming up at 4.30, all things Vikings, and then we'll close out the show with our picks, our Week 14 picks. And I think that – I don't know. I know I did really bad. I said it earlier. We had someone text in and say, Q, you can't even pick your nose these days. And clearly I couldn't, but I'm going I'm to do my best. I'm going to do my best to make sure that uh, my Week 14 picks are better than – what my week uh, 13 picks were. Matter of fact, week 12 wasn't very good either. So we'll get back to that uh, sooner rather than later. So Luke Braun, host of Locked On Vikings, will join the show coming up at 4.30. So Vinny Bonsignor, in a matter of minutes, go ahead and let me know uh, when he's going to hop on. He's going to join us around 2.15. Trey Wingo from the 33rd at 3. Lincoln Kennedy at 3.30. Faven K from Fox 5 News at 4. And Luke Braun at 4.30. So we have a loaded show right now. Uh, let's go ahead and jump into the opening drive. The opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM is brought to you by Paul Padalaw. It's not about the injury. It's about the recovery. 
So before Vinny Bonsignor joins the show, I do want to go ahead and throw out the topic there. You can hit us up on the don'tbebroke.com text line at 702-365-9200, and that's the same number that you can call in on. And, of course, don't call in until we uh, have open lines. We'll have open lines coming up at 2.30, so you can call in and give us your feedback then. But coming out of the bye week, you know for a fact that the Raiders have at least five games left. Whatever they earn, they earn, but they have five games left guaranteed. What player or players do you think will really step up coming off the bye starting this week versus Minnesota? That's the question I throw out there to you. What player or players do you think will really step up coming off the bye starting this week versus Minnesota? I've got two, and I have an asterisk next to a third. <laughs> so uh, I'm not, you know, don't need uh, a list of 11 guys that you think are going to step up, but just any ones that stand out in particular. And uh, when I give you this answer, if you heard the Antonio Pierce press conference on Wednesday, you'll probably understand, oh, okay, I understand why he asked the questions that he asked now. One, tight end Michael Mayer offensively. I think that he's really going to put his best foot forward down these last five games. I think he's starting to really come into his own. Uh, when I asked Antonio Pierce about him, he was like, yeah, Big Mike has a little bit of swagger to himself now. And it's just something about Michael Mayer. Every time he catches the ball and every time he gets tackled, he's, he's falling forward. It seems like he's always picking up a couple extra yards. And he's got some real deal toughness. And I think that he's really going to start coming into his own. So I'm really focusing, and this might be a good game with Minnesota being a, a blitz-happy team. He might be the hot read. He might be a guy that uh, you know Aiden O'Connell is able to get the ball to pretty quickly uh, and, and, and pick up some yards here and there. So that's who I look at offensively. Defensively, I'm looking at Nate Hobbs. Uh, he's been coming into his own the last few games. I feel like he's been playing really well. Uh, I know he's a little bumped and bruises here and there, but uh, Nate, when he's out there, he's really doing some good things. I, I think that he's really going to try to define himself these last five games. I really do think he's going to try to come into his own and really show everyone who Nate Hobbs is. So that's who I'm really focusing on uh, defensively as a guy that can step up coming off this bye week starting this week versus Minnesota. Uh, of course, they're going to have their hands full with the weapons that Minnesota has, including Justin Jefferson, who's making a return. Of course, they got Hawkinson as the tight end. Uh, they've got a lot of weapons there. So Nate Hobbs is the guy that I'm looking at to really step up these final five weeks. And then the asterisk that I have is Jack Jones. And I think that's an obvious since, uh, you know, they, the Raiders picked him up off of waivers. So I think, if anything, he would want to show what he could do. And now that Marcus Peters is not there, I think he has a real deal opportunity for him to show what he can do in this Raiders secondary. A young dude, if he can show that he's worth the salt, he could be a really good pickup. So uh, there you go. The question, again, I'll throw it out there, and then we'll get to Vinny Bonsignor. What player or players do you think will really step up coming off the bye starting this week? versus Minnesota, 702-365-9200. That's the don'tbebroke.com text line. Now, let's jump into the conversation with my man, Vinny Bonsignor. It's unnecessary roughness. Let's go inside the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor, sponsored by Dos Caras Tequila and presented by the Realty One Group. And Vinny Bonsignor joins us now on the phone lines. Thanks so much, Vinny. I appreciate you. I know you got to go into the locker room at about 2.30, so we won't hold you long. But uh, before we get into any kind of Raider conversation, man, I know yesterday was a, 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 yesterday was a day. Let's just put it like that uh, here in Las Vegas. And, uh, man, I apologize. Uh, I, I remembered immediately that Paul Gutierrez's son goes to UNLV, and uh, I, forgot that, I forgot that Noah was going to UNLV because he was on a tour of all these different colleges, and I forgot that he settled at UNLV. But how was that for you and the wife, knowing that what happened yesterday happened on the campus of the school that your son goes to? Yeah, it was, um, you know, uh, well, let's put it this way. Uh, so Noah had a morning class uh, yesterday. He only has one class okay. on, on Wednesdays, but it was literally at, 
that building, inside the building. Oh, wow. Uh, where, where all of that went down. So fortunately, uh, he comes home, um, you know, after that first class. And uh, he had he wrapped up class at 11 a.m., um, was in his car by about 11.20 or so, uh, just turning on to Tropicana Avenue and was on Tropicana Ad- Avenue when his phone started going uh, going off with all the alerts and everything like that. And, of course, we get it as well as parents. So, yeah. um, you know, uh, he, he was it was literally, you know, 40 minutes or so um, before all that all that went down. So. Uh, so, yeah, when and I didn't know that initially, it wasn't until about an hour later that I found out, you know, the exact details. And it, and it, it felt like a kick to the stomach a little bit when you find out or when you, you know, kind of figure out, you know, how close. Uh, that could have been or how much worse that could have been. And, of course, my heart goes out um, to all the victims and, and anyone who was literally there on right. scene when it happened because that's a whole other level of grief. It's a whole other level, um, you know, of, of, of trauma that people were dealing with. So, you know, fortunately, my son wasn't wasn't actually there. But, you know, it just brings home how precious all this is and how you just never, ever know. Yeah, there's no doubt, man. And so thank God that uh, everything was okay and that he was able to, uh, you know, get out of there before everything happened. And, you know, it, it wasn't really too much after the time that Coach Pierce talked yesterday. We were all together in the media room, and then it must have happened, like, right after uh, Coach Pierce talked when I was on my way home because I didn't even realize it at first until I got to the house. So, I mean, it, it comes at you fast, right? I mean, man, that was that was wild. Yeah, and, you know, here, here in Las Vegas, and you know this now, living here uh, about as long as I have, everyone has a connection to UNLV. You know, yep. uh, um, it's just it's it's the school here, and and people work there. People, their kids go to school there. People, Paul and Adam Hill graduated from there. Um, yeah. You know, Mark Anderson from the Associated Press, his son goes there. He was on mm. campus yesterday, fortunately. So yeah, um, it's not it's 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 not that far from where we are where, where we are right now. Right. You know, just about 10, 11 miles or so. So. Um, it just it really did hit home. Yeah, no, it really did. Well, I'm glad that everybody is safe and everybody was good. And, uh, yeah, man, it just kind of, like I said, it just it, it opens your eyes and, and realizes, like you said, how close to home that really hits. Again, Vinny Boston, yours, our guest here on Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. Now, I do want to get into some Raider conversation as they got back to practice yesterday. No Max Crosby, no Colton Miller. What do you know about those two guys? Did they participate in practice today? What's the latest and the greatest? Yeah, I didn't see uh, uh, Max out there, and I think you know, as as, as Antonio uh, Pierce talked about yesterday, this is going to be something that um, they're just going to have to manage all year. And it sounds like he's been managing it all year, basically, or at least the last six or seven weeks or so. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's probably not something that's going to just magically go away. So you know, the Raiders and, and Max Crosby are going to have to during practice and practice weeks uh, really, really you know, figure out a way to kind of get him through the week and ready to play uh, on Sunday. And, and I think even with Colton Miller, uh, that's another situation that's just going to have to be managed. You know, uh, you got to, you know, this cue, uh, these guys have been going at it since, since July. And, and really that was the first break that they've gotten since then. So uh, anybody that's ever played this game or sports in general say, you know, the, 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 the last day that you feel good is really the first week, the first day of training camp. <laughs> right. After that, it's pretty yep. much, you're dealing with something, everybody. So these are a little bit more severe than, than others, uh, but I know the will um, and the want that Colton Miller and Max Crosby have to, to be out there on Sunday. So I would expect more often than not uh, that, that they would be out there, but, I, but get used to these types of weeks where um, you know, they're going to be doing most of their work behind the scenes. 
Now, yesterday you had an opportunity in the locker room to catch up with Jermaine Illuminor, and we're actually going to hear that conversation in about uh, 20 minutes from now here on Unnecessary Roughness. Uh, this is a team that is coming in in the Minnesota Vikings that blitzes a lot. How much pressure and strain is that going to put on this offensive line? Quite a bit, and uh, and really it starts with the quarterback uh, because it's, it's, it's Aiden's job, Aiden O'Connell's job, to kind of identify it. And, and that's, a, that's the trickiest part of all, or maybe the most difficult part of all, is trying to figure out um, what Brian Flores is doing on each and every play. I mean, he blitzes a lot, mm-hmm. but it comes from all over the field. Uh, you know, he's had cornerbacks, safeties, inside linebackers, outside linebackers, obviously, um, you know, rushing the passer. And, you know, there'll be times when there's six, seven guys rushing the passer, literally. Right. So figuring out where pre-snap where it might be coming from is going to be a challenge for Aiden O'Connell on this offensive line and then executing it after that. You know, it's one thing to say, you know, kind of slide the protection or, or, or gear the protection up for where you think it's coming from, but then it's a whole other uh, situation actually blocking it up. So they've got their hands full, Aiden O'Connell and the offensive line do, uh, in, in protecting the quarterback to give him a chance to make some plays. And I think that was the other part of yesterday was it's time to start making or closing plays that are out there on the field for the Raiders that they, that they see on film at each and every week that weren't made, that weren't closed. And those have been the difference between why they're not 7-5 and five and they are 5-7. and seven. Right. Uh, and, and there's no more margin of error. they got to get it done, starting like right now. Uh, and that's going to be a big part of it, being able to have some success offensively against what Brian Flores has done with that defense, which is, has been a fabulous job. You know, and that's something that Coach Antonio Pierce said to us in the media room yesterday was the time is now. That's something that you mentioned to Maynard Luminor. Coach said time is now. How do you feel like the players, especially when you were in the locker room, how do you feel like that they're taking that message that time is now? Yeah, and I think they were uh, – obviously they were in full agreement. I mean, there's really not, no other way you can say it. I mean, you have to. Right. I mean, it's almost to the point where they got to win all five games. Uh, mm-hmm. And even at that point, uh, I know our guy Adam Hill likes to quote all the statistics and the, the odds <laughs> and all that. And even right. at that point, as we sit here right now, I think it's still only 6% chance that they would have of getting to the playoffs if they win their next five. Now, that's, that doesn't account for other teams maybe losing some games. They're going to need some help is what the bottom line is. Right. Not only do they have to take care of business, they're going to need some help. So, yes, the time is now. And, and really – you take the playoffs out of the equation. I know everyone still has their heart set on that and their focus still set on that, as they should. Until you're mathematically out, you have mm-hmm. to. But even beyond that, if you just take that out for a second and just think about trying to finish the season strong, trying to you know uh, put your best foot forward, whether you're Aiden O'Connell or, or Kyrie Wilson or, or, or Mike Mayer, Mike Mayer uh, Michael Mayer, or, yeah. or anyone on this team, and, and, and collect, individually and collectively, to start winning some games and create some positive momentum that you could take into next year at the very least, I think is important. And let's not also forget there's, there's, there's people that are, you know, their jobs are on the line. I'm, not, I'm just going to say it. You know, right. whether you're Antonio Pierce or perhaps Champ Kelly, Aiden O'Connell and his viability as the long-range quarterback, there's, there's a lot that's, that's, that's hinging on these next five weeks above and beyond even just the playoffs. Yeah, that's that's exactly where I wanted to close out as well as with the, you know interim coach Antonio Pierce. He knows that that time is now for him, right? He's got five more games to prove what he could do as a leader, as a head coach, and that goes for everyone. You mentioned Champ Kelly, uh, Bo Hardegree, the interim offensive coordinator. I mean, there's a lot of new and there's a lot of 
interim going on with the silver and black. And I know you've been doing a lot of due diligence. You've been doing a lot of digging as far as uh, what kind of interest there may be outside of the building in this Raiders head coaching and GM job. What have you found again? Cause there's a lot of, there's a lot of false out there right now, Vinny, I'll put it like that. <laughs> what have you found that is truth as far as the interest that there's that people would have in this job here in Vegas? Yeah, and I feel like I talked to enough people in the NFL, um, and, and the picture that they've painted of the Raiders is a it's an attractive job. I mean, all you have to do is be here, where I'm standing right now, right outside the, their facility, to understand this is a state-of-the-art facility. They've got, you know, uh, a great, obviously, uh, stadium. They're financially uh, sound, and, it's, and they're getting stronger by the day. Uh, when it comes to that, they live in a desirable city. There's no state tax here. It's the Raiders. There's a lot to be said still to this day about the Raiders and about what they stand for and the allure of the Raiders. Uh, so yes, it is a very attractive job. It's a it's a it's a good roster, not a great roster, but um, you can you can see that you know uh, uh, not just turning around, but but getting better you know uh, quickly. It's not going to take forever uh, if you make the right decisions. So there's a lot to like about this job, and there will be a lot of interest. In both of those jobs. So, um, you know, I know that Mark Davis, and we've talked about this, is going to do his due diligence. and He's going to let the process that he has to let play out by rule play out and, right. and let that guide him on what, what the decision is going to be. But, but you know, from a, from a coach or general manager or front office executive standpoint, yes, this is an attractive job. Yes, I mean, there's no doubt. For every reason that you just mentioned, again, Vinny Bonsignor is our guest here. And I know I said I was going to close out with that, but I did want to ask you also real quickly, and this is something you've been covering as well, uh, about the NBA. The in-season tournament's going on right now. Milwaukee's up 19-14 uh, over the Pacers in the semifinal. Later on this evening, it'll be uh, the Lakers and the Pelicans. LeBron James, uh, he had a presser yesterday, and he mentioned he wants to bring his team here to Vegas as an NBA owner, and we've talked about it in the press conference room there at the Intermountain Health Performance Center about, you know, it obviously would take him a group, and he's part of a group that can financially get it done. How realistic do you think it is that LeBron's going to be part of ownership here in Las Vegas with an NBA team? Extremely, and you have to understand, and, uh, you know, this is, this is uh, finally out there, but he's, he's an investor in the Fenway Sports Group. Who do they own? Oh, the Boston Red Sox, Liverpool. Uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins, uh, and they're teaming up um, with uh, with Redbird uh, Financial Group, um, which is another powerful financial group, uh, teaming up together. And this was revealed this week uh, at a Sports Business Journal uh, conference here in Las Vegas that they are teaming up together to bring in an expansion team uh, here to the uh, here to Las Vegas. And oh, by the way, today was able to confirm that that those groups have been in contact with the Oakview Group, which is led by Tim Laiwicki and. Mark Bedane, uh, remember him? He was the former yeah. president of the Raiders. Yep. Uh, they're building and proposing a $10 billion development project off of uh, Blue Diamond that will include an NBA-ready $1 billion arena. Mm. So it, it's, I was able to confirm that those groups have been in talks about if the expansion team uh, comes here, which there's going to be an expansion team. It's not yep. even a question of if. It's going to be when, it's when. And it looks like they're closing in on a deal that that team would play at that arena. So things are moving really quickly. And yes, um, unless there, there would have to be a surprise at this point uh, that LeBron wouldn't be part of this. He's part of that Fenway group that, that wants to bring the expansion team here. Any chance that Adam Silver, and he's going to be talking between games number one and two, announces an expansion team today? I don't think it would, uh, I don't think he would officially announce anything today. 
but um, there's enough tea leaves out there, and I know that he's monitoring the, the you know the situation. And you know when when Jerry Cardinal uh, was was speaking uh, this week, he started throwing out numbers about what an expansion tea, uh, fee might be, and you know he was bringing up five billion dollars, six billion dollars. You know, kind of hinting that man, that might be a little bit too much. You know, we'd have to talk about that. It's already in negotiations. Right? Yeah. You can tell when you start when somebody of that of that level starts literally talking about, well, these are our intentions, and this is kind of the money that we're hearing about. And eh, I don't know if it's gonna if we're gonna be able to do that, but you know, they're already negotiating. So, um, so I don't think that I don't think that Adam would would officially say anything today, but you could you could be sure that he's gonna allude to something. Uh, when when they uh, get to him and talk to him about Las Vegas and and uh, its viability as an NBA city, yeah, man, the train is definitely coming down the tracks. You can see it. I can hear it. Choo choo! Here it comes. I can hear it. There's no doubt. Vinny, what are you working on, man? I know you got to get to the locker room. What are you working on? Yeah, I'm writing a story on uh, what exactly does Aiden O'Connell need to show um, for him to prove to the Raiders that you know he he should be in serious consideration as a long term quarterback of the future and we've talked about this queue um you know look there's a great quarterback draft group coming out uh, mm-hmm. and the raiders need to find out or figure out how aggressive the, do they need to be um with what looks like it's going to be a high draft pick how aggressive do they need to be either with that pick or trading up to go get their quarterback of the future and aiden o'connell is going to have something to say about that and what can he say in right. performance over these next five weeks that that leads the Raiders to say, you know what, maybe we don't have to be as aggressive at quarterback. We think we got our guy in Aiden O'Connell or not. And that's going to be predicated on, on how Aiden performs over these next five games. There it is right there. Hey, we'll be on the lookout for that, man. Great stuff as always. Go ahead and get in that locker room, and we'll uh, hear you tomorrow morning on the morning tailgate. We appreciate you. All right. Thank you, man. Hey, thank you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Great stuff right there. Vinny Bonsignor from the RJ and, of course, the morning tailgate as well. Fantastic stuff. Definitely appreciate hearing from him. Coming up in about 30 minutes, you'll hear from Trey Wingo, 33rdteam.com. Jermaine Illuminor and Vinny Bonsignor, uh, he was able to catch up with him yesterday in the Raiders locker room. Obviously, yesterday was not a day for us to run uh, the offensive line conversation uh, with Vinny in the locker room with everything that was going on, but you'll hear that about 2.45. But we want to hear from you as well at 702-365-9200. That's the don'tbebroke.com text line and the phone line as well what player or players do you think will really step up coming off the bye starting this week versus minnesota i got tight end michael mayer cornerback nate hobbs and for s's and giggles i got cornerback jack jones this is radio nation radio 920 that was the opening drive of unnecessary roughness on raider nation radio 920 a.m brought to you by paul padala it's not about the injury it's about the recovery this podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness on LVSportsNetwork.com is brought to you by Porta Subs. Make sure you check out Porta Subs' six-foot party trays. They're perfect for game days. You'll get your choice of three made-to-order classic subs made with premium meats and cheese on your choice of fresh-baked bread, loaded with fresh veggies, toppings, and sauces. Game day six-foot trays serve 12 to 16 people, so you can sit back and enjoy the game. Available at all Las Vegas-area Porta Subs, neighborhood sandwich shops, order ahead at PortaSubs.com. You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Many thanks to Vinny Bonsignor joined us in the last segment as he's preparing to head into the Raiders locker room. I'm sure if he gets some good sound from a player or two, he'll send it over as he always does. Matter of fact, coming up in about 10 minutes, you'll hear 
his conversation, quick conversation he had with Jermaine Illuminor on Wednesday. We didn't get to get to it, but we will in a matter of minutes. We also want to hear from you at 702-365-9200. That's the don'tbebroke.com text line and the phone line. Same number. All you got to do is hit us up. You want to call? All good. You want to text? All good. Got a couple quick texts I want to get to. Ron hit us up and said, thank you, Q, for all your work. Does your ESPN show come out on the podcast? And good wishes and prayers to all from Wednesday. Um, and no, the ESPN show is not on the podcast forum yet, but we'll get there. Uh, thank you so much, though. It was really, it wasn't me. It was everybody behind the scenes that did so much work yesterday to hold it down and really, um, you know, make sure that we stayed informed on everything that we got going on. Also, Jeffrey from El Paso said, what's up, Q? Just want to applaud you and the Raider Nation Radio crew for the show yesterday on providing coverage and updates on UNLV. Having gone through something similar here in El Paso with the Walmart shooting, any and every update available is of great value, showing us that football is just a game we love, but the human aspect around it was more important in life. Keep up the great work. That's from Jeffrey in El Paso. And uh, just a couple quick comments on uh, yeah Wednesday's show. Uh, it was not easy for JT. It wasn't easy for me, but we had to make sure that we did what we did to make sure the community was well taken care of. And that goes for our sister stations as well. ESPN Las Vegas did a fantastic job. Fox Sports Las Vegas did a fantastic job. And Fox 5, the news channel, that's the one that we were really using to get all our updates. And that's why we'll hear from Fave and K from Fox 5 News coming up at 4 o'clock. But let's hear from you, 702-365-9200. Let's go out to Sacramento, California, the 916. Raider Greg, what's on your mind, brother? Hey, my brother Q, man. It's a pleasure to hear from you, hear you and talk to you, man. You know, first I wanted to give condolences prayers to the families affected by the UNLV tragedy the other day and salute to UQ and the team for pushing through. I know it, you know, it had to be difficult, um, but you guys, you know, the humanitarian effort that was put in that, you know, we just salute you and glad to be part of the Raider family with you on that first and foremost. Appreciate it. Um, you know, when it comes to the players that I think that, you know, that who I want to see step up that I think are going to step up off this bye week, uh, defensively, I'm going to say Trayvon Morey. You know, with him, you know, I, I was – I think me and you, Q, were alike. We're coming out of college. We were both very high on him. I know yeah. I was. Yep. Um, you know, seeing how he dominated and with the interceptions and things. And he started off those first couple of years as a little bit of a struggle. You could tell that the pro game and being a safety in the pros kind of, you know, was taking its toll on him. But I think the addition of Marcus Epps and having those, those veterans in that locker room, really you could see the growth. Um, this year, he took a huge leap. He's really been a real solid safety this year, and I'd like to see him just close it out maybe with a few turnovers and just continue to, you know, grow into being that dominant safety because we know that is a huge possession in the NFL, especially in the AFC. Um, and offensively, you know, I, I, I want to see Aiden O'Connell. Nice. Um, you know, I think the kid has played good for the situation that he's played in. I mean, he's played well in some spots, shown some bright lights. Um, but, you know, we, we all know in the AFC West, you know, it's kind of stacked against you. You know, if he was in the NFC, you know, I think that yeah. he would – you could definitely say he'd be a starter right away. But in this AFC West, you know, especially with being the defensive lines being as dominant as they are and, you know, they're coming for you every week, you got to deal with another dominant line. you got to be – I think for me, I'd, in my money, I'd like a more mobile quarterback um, and not like a runner, not a runner first, right. but just somebody that can – extend plays um but I, I i like what i see from the kid and i hope he could just make it hard for the coaching um to see the coaches to make that decision on whether he is a starter or not so that's the two guys that i got trayvon morag who i was high on i like what he's showing and i want to see the kid finish out well um and i think uh you know just make it hard on the coaches thank you for taking my call brother 
Hey, great stuff, man. Raider Greg, it's always great to hear from you coming out of Sacramento, California. And, yeah, Aiden O'Connell, all eyes are going to be on him, right? It's funny you mentioned the NFC. Can you imagine if he was in the NFC South? And this is not a diss at, at Derek Carr at all. But just, I mean, imagine that division is so bad. I mean, really it is. I mean, the Saints could very well easily end up winning that thing. The Atlanta Falcons, I have no idea who that team is each and every week. I'm so confused by them. I get that pick wrong every week. I get the Saints pick wrong every week because I just don't know. Carolina, they've only won one game. They're terrible, right? And then Tampa Bay, it's like, okay, who are they? And they got Baker Mayfield. I mean, if Aiden O'Connell was playing in the NFC South, he'd be he'd look around and be like, what's so difficult about this? <laughs> Y'all ain't that tough. But as you mentioned, the AFC West and the AFC in particular is a different kind of animal, man. It really is with all the different quarterbacks that are in the conference and in the division. You mentioned Trayvon Merrick, and uh, I think that he's really started to come into his own. As you mentioned, uh, the, the addition of Marcus Epps has really helped him, and I was very high on him, very high, and I was a little disappointed because he took a step back last season, but he's played well. Would love to see him finish off strong. Matter of fact, let's go to Raider Mack. Raider Mack always has something to say about Trayvon Merrick. Welcome to the show, Mack. How you doing? <laughs> You funny, man. You funny. You got jokes. But before I start, man, my condolence to to the UNLV people Thank and you. everybody down there, man, and the whole state of uh, Vegas, man. Because you know when tragedy hit, it's everybody, man. Yeah. You know, especially when it comes to our kids and stuff, it's it's real tough. Hey, Q, my two guys, <laughs> and I'll tell you, my two guys. I think um, on offense, you, um, Trey Tucker. Mm. He should be getting a lot of one-on-ones because, I mean, Minnesota blitz their butts off. Yeah. So he he should get a lot of one-on-one, especially being in that slot and him and uh, what's that. But my guys, on, on, and then on defense, I think you need to sit Max Crosby. This is where my other pick, Malcolm Coots, come mm. in till till Max get a little bit more heel. Man, you, I went back and watched that tape, man. I mean, he rushed well, but he, he just was he was he was so slow and, and stuff. It, it, you could see the knee was bothering him a lot. Oh yeah. So I oh, think yeah. don't take that chance and hurt this guy. This is our franchise defensive player, so I think we need to say about Malcolm Cook. Hey Q, here's the thing with with um and and like you said, there's a lot of rumors out there that's that's real about Antonio players and false about who the Raiders gonna hire. Nobody knows. What I think the Raiders should do is step out, step away from the organization, uh, and get somebody outside. Get a firm, you know, get somebody outside the Raider organization. We want somebody that's a Raider, but at the same time, we need to get a, 22 years. And out of the 22 years, I think we got two winning seasons. So we need to step right. outside and see something different. And as far as Adel O'Connell, this is going to tell me if he's the quarterback for next year. Because if he can't get away from the blitz, then we got to get. I'm with you. Get a quarterback that's mobile and that kid can do. And I and I do want to tell you, Trayvon has played well this year. I have to give him credit. I, I know I've been on him, but he played bad though. Q. He did. He did. No, you're he, right. He was playing bad, so yep. that's why I got on him because he was a first round uh, pick. So, or no, he was second, second round. round pick. Yeah, second, second round, round yeah. pick. But he should have been a first round pick based yep. on based on on TCU. But but Q, he's playing well, and I just want to, you know, my condolence again to to UNLV, and we'll see what um what Aiden O'Connell do this week because if he doesn't get away from this blitz, you def- I'm with you. You need a, a running quarterback. Everybody in our division has a running quarterback, and that's. 
that's where it's going to be at going going to the future. Uh, thanks, Q. You have a good day. Hey, man, thanks for the call. Appreciate you, Raider Mac. Let's get one more quick call in. Uh, then we'll take a break, come back and hear from Jermaine Illuminor and Vinny, who uh, got caught up with him in the Raiders locker room yesterday. Uh, let's hear from Passionate Raider. Welcome to the show, my man. What's on your mind? What's up, Q, man? Uh, condolences again to everyone involved. Uh, we were involved in one of those around seven years ago in the town I'm from, and it was on a graduation day, and the kids mm-hmm. were going to walk out, and something had the, the, the school officer came back into the gym to go check something, and he'd seen the kid going across holding the M16, and it, it was gonna, it would have been bad, Q. And he, uh, he had open fire on the kid. He hit him in the leg, and I think the kid just got sentenced to 18 years in prison oh, wow. two months ago. So, yeah, it, it's a scary situation, man, waiting for to get the call from my stepdaughter to know that she was out, and no one got hurt, but it's still, it's a scary situation. Lives were lost yesterday, so, you know, big condolences to everyone involved. Thank you. And, um, you know, Q, my biggest players I want to see the, the, the rest of this year is I, I want to see both lines, the offensive line and the defensive line. Okay. You know, I, I, I've listened to a lot of the questions asked the past two days, you know, and, and Coach said it and Aiden said it again today. It's about every – this is a team sport, and every individual needs to do their job for Aiden to succeed, for Devontae to succeed, for Michael Mayer to succeed, for Josh Jacobs to run. You know, we everyone's going to have to do their part to see the best of this team. How bad do we really want it? Because, Q, the thought of the 49ers coming into our house and playing the Super Bowl would make me vomit. And I hope every one of these Raiders in that locker room feel the same way that we're going to come out, we're going to play hard. You know what, Q? It might be a far-fetched fairy tale to say we can make it there. But you know what? If the effort is there, and we know what effort is and what effort is what we've seen the last four games. What was A non-effort game is what we've seen in Chicago. Right. So, yep. so this team's at going forward. So we, we get these offensive line, this defensive line to crunch down, man. I think that's going to be a big factor in us moving forward in, in this playoff run, man. I'm kind of not feeling really hyper today, Q, so, so no hollering, man. Again, condolences to everyone at, at, at UNLV. And, and, you know, I pray we can find peace. And, you know, there's just got to be something done, Q. Another thing I think about yesterday while this was going on, all the millions and millions and millions of dollars that these scholarships, these schools have, how can they not afford to hire a security system? At every, how can it not be? We pay taxes on everything else. This is a main thing to protect our children that really needs to be looking at. And I don't think America is going to argue if, if this was something that they put on, uh, uh, something to get security systems and colleges, because it, 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 it's just going to keep happening with no security. It, it, just, it, it just is, man. So maybe they can find a way to get some of these millions that are put in to hire a security at, every, to have a, at, at the main point to where people are coming and going. There's a way it's got to be done because they keep letting it go. Stuff's just going to keep happening. So, you know, watching kids walk out with their arms up and stuff, man, that ain't cool, man. That ain't cool at all. So God bless again, Q, and have a great day, man. Hey, great call. Great call, man. Thanks. Yeah, really good stuff. And you're right. I'm I'm with you 100%, man. Something's got to change. I don't know what it is, but that's why I salute Van McElroy former Raider safety who uh, did everything he could in Uvalde, his hometown there in Texas, when they had their situation. And Mark Davis, I salute Mark Davis and the Raiders for giving a very large donation to help secure those schools there. Something's got to happen, man. At the end of the day, I don't, I'll take my chances. It's okay to take your chances with me. I'm okay with that. But, man, take care of my kids. 
right? And when I say my kids, I mean all of our kids, right? Take care of our kids, man. That's what's, that's what's most important. So you're, you're spot on, man. I, I, hey, I don't blame you for everything. Anything you said, you are spot on. Take care of the kids because that's all we have at the end of the day. Great call, man. 2.48 is time. We'll take a quick break. Come back. We'll hear from Vinny Bonsignor and Jermaine Illuminor on the Raiders Locker Room here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. What player or players do you think really will step up coming off the bye starting this week versus Minnesota? We heard from Passionate Raider, and he said the lines. He was talking about the offensive line and the defensive line. Well, let's hear from Jermaine Illuminor. He's part of that offensive line. Vinny Bostonior caught up with him in the Raiders locker room on Wednesday. Here's that conversation. Time to stop talking about it and start doing it. 100%. Yeah, we just wanted to get your thoughts. Yeah, on I mean, shoot, you know, because we do things in practice and then we do, like, we're so good at the start of games. Like, we look like the best freaking offense in the NFL at the start of games. And then, you know, when things kind of get dicey, we don't, um, we don't do what we need to do. And, like, you know, the rhythm that we had in the first or second quarter kind of just gets lost, you know, and that's not to do with any coaches or players. It's just to kind of do with us ourselves, you know, like every person out there just isn't doing enough in a sense and um, or just giving enough. And so when AP says, you know, enough is enough, you know, on defense, just doing what they need to do. And I don't know what they're right, right. doing, but, you know, I'm sure they have some things they're going to do. But as us as an offense, it's talking about, you know, third quarter, the fourth quarter, like playing a full 60 minutes instead of like a great 30 and then a crappy 30. Right. You know, because, you know, if we would have done that most of the year, then I'm sure we'd be in a better position. But, you know, we're exactly where we need to be. When you look at the offense and, and you watch the film, or do you feel like the answers are there? Do you 100%. Because guys- there's no difference between the defense in the first quarter and the fourth quarter. Yes, they make some adjustments, but it's the same personnel. Like the Chiefs, it's still Chris Jones, it's still Carl Loftus, it's still Mike Dana, uh, it's still tr- uh, Tranquil. It's still the same players. Maybe they're doing something a little bit better now, and they're improving on a certain aspect of their defense that they weren't doing um, great on before. But, you know, it's the same players in the same course. So for us, you know, we need to just do what we've been doing and be able to re- like, um, replicate that in the third and the fourth quarter, which I think we're doing a really good job of this week. Last question. You have five games left. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like there's still time for that offense to reach the progression? 100%. Like, shoot, I mean, you have time until the freaking last game. Right. The last game comes, you're, you know, whatever your record is, is whatever your record is. Right. But we're in a, it's funny because we're in the same position last year. I think we are five and seven last year at the same time, but we didn't do enough to, you know, we could have got to the playoffs, right. but we didn't do enough to get there. You know, and I like to say, like, and I got it from New England, from um, Coach Scar, you know, this game's the biggest one of the season because it's the next one. Right. And so, you know, we still have a bunch of time, but, you know, the clock is ticking. And if we don't get it down now, then, shoot, it's never going to happen. So, you know, AP saying time is now, you know, time is now. Jermaine Illuminor in the Raiders locker room along with Vinny Bonsignor. That was from Wednesday. Good stuff right there with the offensive lineman. He's always a really good conversation inside the locker room. The question I threw out there to you, what player or players do you think really step up coming off the bye starting this week versus Minnesota? 702-365-9200. That's the don'tbebroke.com text line. Hit us up that way. Give us your answer. Coming up next as we kick off hour number two of the show, Trey Wingo from 33team.com here on Raider Nation Radio 920. And thank you so much for listening to the podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness here on LVSportsNetwork.com, brought to you by Porta Subs.